TC and Jake. Hey, Jake, look, we're back. Hey, we are back. A lot of people asking, when's the new episode? The answer is right now. Uh, literally, no one asked me that. It sounds nice for you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been really nice for me. <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But yeah. So they're, how's Oppenheimer? They're not those bad problems to uh interpolate Marlowe. Yeah. I would say. Uh Oppenheimer's great. Bobby my, Oppenheimer, get your country ass in here. <laughs> but my review is embargoed for a couple more hours, so that's the most I'll say. Why? Because I'm gonna talk about it on the show. Two hours on it. I don't need to spoil that here. Oh my god. This is, you know. It won't even be up. Yes, it will. All right, fine. Now, fine. how many people will listen to it before 2 p.m.? And so, in, in their world, will the things I'm saying be true? Few. Fewer for sure. Um, I don't, you know, whatever. Uh, can we. Like, just say that we're not going to address it, or are we going to not address it to the point where I'm not even supposed to say that we're not addressing it? No, it's fine. It's just, uh, this is not the, the time or place to get into the whole deal, you know? I mean, everyone knows what happened. Yeah, the whole deal being, uh, your in-laws' surprise visit. Yeah, it was... It, it might have just been a surprise to me. <laughs> I was I was very confused by the, the chain of events of we're recording. Oh, no, we can't. My in-laws are here. And I'm like, don't they live in Louisiana? Yeah. So How does someone sneak up on you from Louisiana. So my uh, my wife's uh, one of my wife's half sisters is going to Hawaii for a couple of weeks. Oh, that's nice. For an internship at a farm. You know, Josh is going to be there. No, I did not. He but is. Possibly they're just taking him to a local pool. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And his wife is making like air, <laughs> like airplane noises. <laughs> just trying. Come on, uh, buddy. Yeah. So yeah, she's uh she's going to Hawaii for a couple weeks for. It's like a mini study abroad type thing, but it's in Hawaii and it's at a uh, it's at a farm. She's into uh, like horticulture and the like. Okay. And so their flight or her flight rather uh, left from here. Mm -hmm. So they just thought, well, rather than take a Lafayette to DFW flight, you know, why not uh, just drive up and see the boy? They weren't here very long, but mm -hmm. I just kind of forgot that it was going to be happening. And I think also I probably thought uh, this whole other situation would be over um, one way or the other by the time they got here, uh, and it wasn't. So snuck up on, that's probably on me. So uh, Wednesday, Wednesday morning, I was uh, driving around doing Uber. As established previously, uh, my car's AC is on the fritz. Yeah. So I do pretty much, you know, Driving starts at like five, and I 
think, yeah, this was the day where, like that day where it was like 107 or whatever, which I don't remember if that was Wednesday, if that was Monday or Tuesday. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> boy, that really challenged that car AC. Usually we can make it till about 1030 before everyone's uncomfortable. This was more like 830. It's, it's a thing. What's going on yeah, right yeah. now? It's challenging. Yeah. And uh, so I got a, um, the first ride of the day was out to DFW. And then the rest of the time was spent like just people around DFW trying to go to DFW, calling me out there. And then I drop them off there and then I go and do the same thing a couple more times. So that, that cycle's repeated like three times. I'm leaving DFW for the third time. I get called to a, a hotel near the airport. And this is, I didn't even know it was there. It's like on the south side of 183, whatever. Um, and uh, it's it's the shittiest hotel around the airport, I feel confident in saying. Like, uh, I, I imagine that uh, you know, they're, they're pining for the one day when they can upgrade to Motel 6 branding. Because no, no Motel 6 would currently want to be associated with a property such as this. Okay. And uh, the, uh, the woman who uh, walks out of the hotel is wearing something tight yeah and uh you know i i'm i'm horny i don't mean to uh you know like i I don't want to jump to conclusions but i'm thinking this is going one way she sits down and immediately accepts a facetime call uh where it is fully confirmed this is definitely a hooker uh so the guy on the other end of the line is like uh you know oh so you're yes i i can talk to you now you know like i think she'd been ducking his calls that's how he said hello which yeah. like is that uh the, the best intro yeah I, I i don't know i don't think yeah. so um and so you know he's like so what are you doing she's like well i'm on my way to my grandma's house to get some stuff um but uh if you want to meet up after that you know like if you like i can send you my address or whatever and he's like well i'll send a car for me or uh to bring you to me or whatever and she's like okay that's fine uh then he goes do you think i'm handsome oh no 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 that's not what you're paying for (laughs) and she mishears him and uh thinks that he says uh do you like my haircut and she's like yeah it's good he goes, no, and then, you know, they, they fumble around until she understands the question. She's like, yeah. <laughs> Which, like, that, I don't know. That's one of those things of, like, this. if it were me, I, I think I would probably not ask the question. But if I did, uh, the second I did, I'd be like, what, what am I hoping to get out of this? Like, yeah. You, you, which he's, he's indicating that he wants validation, right? Like he, of course, he's he's so desperate for validation. That he's willing to ask someone. That, he's basically paying them to be like, "Yes, you are handsome." Like I don't. That's there's just a very shallow, shallow bit of validation that comes from that uh, to the point that it's it's probably none at all. Um, but yeah, so yeah, they go through that. Then then he starts to be like. Man, you know, uh, work's been weird. And she's like, text me. Because I, th- I think he was trying to open negotiations on price or like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm up against it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And she's worried that I'm going to hear it. And uh, maybe she's worried that I'm going to put it on this uh, podcast. And so, maybe she's worried that you're going to be like, I could beat that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll double him, babe. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> 
so you know she he starts to say that that he then he starts talking again then she has to be more insistent no just text me i'm in a car um and then uh, she's got the the keyboard sounds on so i can hear clacking away back there of course um immediately when she hangs up and uh yeah so there you know then we just you know continue on to uh What's the word for uh, the the parts of the Metroplex that we were heading to? You know, just I don't know. It didn't seem like anyone was doing great. Like I, I, I guess hookers could be across any like part of the spectrum, right? Like uh, you know, the the rich order them. I would anticipate far more than the poor, yeah. but it's also certainly an activity that the poor engage in. Um, and so uh, yeah, so this is this is on that end of the spectrum. Um, I'm thinking, you know, just. It wasn't a nice hotel, but uh, and, and you know the the suburb we're heading to is one that boy they need a hand down there, and uh, she, we we get there, and I'm like, uh, is this it? And she's like, just repeats back the number to me. She's like, I'm looking for like two, uh, whatever. I don't, I I think I do remember the number, but I don't need to repeat the actual number. I you absolutely be too don't. Identifying yeah. information. Yeah. Uh, so she says the number, uh, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's it's on the mailbox right there. This is it. Um, and she gets out, and then I, uh, it's just more convenient for me to reverse the car and go back the way we came rather than go down this long street that we just turned onto. Um, and so in the course of that, I can see she is, uh, not running into her grandma's house. <laughs> She's standing out there like, you know, messaging someone presumably inside being like, is this the right house? Because she didn't recognize it whenever we pulled up. So I don't think she was telling the truth to that guy. Oh I think, man. I think that not only was there one man willing to pay for sex at 8 AM on a Wednesday, I think that there are two. <laughs> Yeah. Also uh, calls into question whether or not she actually thought he was handsome slash liked his haircut. It does really call that into question. <laughs> uh, and I'm just, I don't know. The, the big thing I was left with was just thinking about either of these people uh, that are just pulling every single lever they can possibly imagine to make themselves feel anything differently than what they feel right now. Yeah, I mean that applies to uh drugs. Yeah. Um it applies to basically you know every negative coping mechanism, right? Yeah, and they're just, they're know. just pushing buttons, hoping hoping to find some combo where it's like, you know what? I don't have to do any personal growth. I don't have to like move on from my demons. I can just find the right combination of drugs and, and sex workers that uh, <laughs> things will be fine. And, yeah. you know, I uh, I get it, uh, but it's unfortunate, you know, because those those are not the answers. The answer is service to others. Love for Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's right. Mm -hmm. So I was just thinking um, how funny it would have been if 9-11 happened on April 1st. Yeah, you have been thinking about that a lot. It would have been pretty funny. <laughs> if you just think about all the different uh you know ways this could have gone um that's pretty much the only note i have over mm -hmm. like the past 10 days of content notes is just man that would have uh that would have killed april fool's day forever 
And I think that's almost the only way you can kill it. Would it be something that people like you embraced more, though? So, like, what, what certainly would affect the way that people thought about April Fool's Day? The brands, for sure. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. The brands probably wouldn't participate. But, <laughs> but, but a few of them would. Edgelords such as yourself, though, would, would embrace it more. I don't think that there's anything that could happen where people would just entirely be like, this day no longer means what it means. Uh, well, what it, I mean, you know, going forward, what it would mean to me is uh, the loss of uh, hundreds of lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and the gravity of that, you know, and how that changed uh, the geopolitical landscape forever. Um, what it would not mean anymore was uh, the Steelers like being like, "Hey, we signed a guy named Calvin Broadus," mm-hmm. and I think that would have been really funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was like the big discourse at the time. Uh, I don't know if you experienced this the same way, but I assume that you did. Um, the nine one one thing. Well, just a lot of conjecture about why they had chosen that. You know, yeah. Like, is that Muslim Christmas? What is nine eleven? <laughs> yeah. And uh, having that discourse, but it be around April Fool's Day of like the. <laughs> You think they meant this as a prank? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying is that I wish it would have unfolded in a way of like, did did these Islamist terrorists misunderstand April Fool's Day? Is this some sort of sick joke? <laughs> you guys think this is funny? Well, I think thinking about that is funny. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got. I do you think, okay, well, I guess we'll wrap up. Yeah, we can. That's fine. Um, why do you think that Jay-Z did make that Linkin Park CD? I, You know what? I think about it a lot. Um, I mean, I guess probably the most lame answer would be uh, to quote, I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it was crossover appeal. It was a weird time, dude. Like Limp Bizkit was making songs with Wu-Tang. <laughs> Artistically flaccid, I guess is what I would say. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I used to... And it's not this... good for the long-term health of the brand to do things that are artistically flaccid. No, but you know what, dude? I mean, he's he's him. He's had some, uh, some real clunkers <laughs> when it comes to, let me try to cash in on this moment. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I don't know. I, I think that... I, I, I would say that his legacy is great. You know, he's got a top-notch legacy, one of the best all time. Um, but, uh, you know, it, I'd say it hurts his legacy. I, I couldn't look at him the exact same ever again. I'd still look at him as, you know, one of the best, but I, I, I wish he hadn't done it. It would have meant a lot to me if he, if he hadn't done it. Yeah, I mean, didn't he make a song called 40's The New 30? I think he did, yeah. Or forties a new twenty or something. I mean, I listened to it once and have not listened to it since then, so I'm not um, particularly well versed on the content of it. Um, but that's literally making a song based on like a T-shirt that you can buy at a gas station where they have like uh, unlicensed Texas Longhorn hats. 
Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. There's there's some missteps, but uh, like he he might as well have put out a song that says "Don't talk to me before I've had my coffee." God, or, that'd be great if he did. Or or a song that's uh, it's called. Uh, I've been thinking about these shirts a lot too, probably because I saw a bunch of them on the way down to our trip and on the way back up. But uh, mm-hmm. like if if Jay Z put out a song that was like, "I can be nice to one person a day, and today's not your day." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, "Oh, it's Jay Z. That's cool." Yeah, cool shit that he's doing here. I you mean, know? you know, lots of <laughs> lots of highs too. Uh, his last last thing was uh, four forty four, right? Which is great. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. Even though we had to go through some like, I don't know, very weird hoops with title. Yeah. <laughs> To try to get it, and then eventually it's like, yeah, it's just uh, it's on all the other stuff. It's yeah, back on all the other stuff. I was uh, I was listening to uh, uh, Life of Pablo yesterday, and there there's some lines in there about like the title thing, and I'm just like, that feels so long ago. Uh, and it's just funny whenever <laughs> rap songs have stuff that's like very of the moment. Like that certainly being one, like future historians will have no idea why Kanye's talking about when I negotiated with Apple, it was Larry and me. I told Tim Cook to call me like that. That stuff, you know, like no one's going to know what that means in the future. It's he was trying to put out that album on Apple Music, but instead chose to do it exclusively on title. Um, and then title. starting with like uh, the Pray for Paris stuff, you know, like that's. You know, it, it felt it made a lot of sense whenever he's dropping this, like, I don't know, a couple of weeks after the Bataclan shooting. But, uh, you know, that's that wasn't something that stuck in the memory the way that fucking 9-11 did. So pray for Paris is just, you know, we've got so much covid stuff in our memories now the, the cause of, uh, you know, a, a couple people being shot in Paris. Yeah, you know, I don't want to diminish it, but it's just it. It's already people are like, huh? Why? Yeah, we were, Why we were talking about Paris? it this weekend. And yeah. Many of the details were fuzzy. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, no, yeah. yeah. No, that's that's uh, that's part of putting stuff out. Some of it's going to sound really bad later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, who doesn't have to worry about that is a uh, Wednesday morning 8 a.m. prostitute. No, no, she doesn't have to worry about anything. She's living in the moment. <laughs> She's living in the moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, I wanted, like, I didn't say a word, you know? Like, it just, I, I'm not, no one thought you did. Yeah. I mean, the the other time, that, this has been years ago now, so I, I don't know how many people recall this, but um, I, I did give a ride to two other prostitutes. From yeah, one yeah. from one motel to another motel, uh, then they wanted to stop at Chick Fil A in between. Yes, that's um, the the main detail I remember about this story. Yeah, but one of them, I mean, I'm just spitballing here. I don't have any proof to back this up. I couldn't submit this as evidence in a court of law, but I'm sure that she was on cocaine. And so this was, yeah, that one. Like I was talking a lot, you know, like she was asking questions, like we were. Having a, a very rapid conversation throughout the entire drive, the biggest part of which I remembered centered around her belief that the Cosby victims had been asking for it. 
Okay, now that you bring that up, I do recall that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was an interesting perspective, you know? Uh, probably not where I land on it, but uh, she felt like it was a bit of a money grab. Um, and uh, then, she br- then she brought up Rex Tillerson. <laughs> did she? I think she did, right? No, that was a different ride. Oh, okay. I oh, just always thought it was oh, funny. Oh, yeah, the guy yeah, yeah, had, yeah, yeah. The guy that you had that was like, well, so what do you think about this Rex Tillerson situation? Yeah, I, I I thought that she might have had something, you know, like uh, some kind of like, because we were listening to NPR. That's how the Cosby thing came up. Yeah. So there might have been something where like, you know, there was other headlines that she was like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't think Ryan Sinke's the man for interior. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so interior. that that one was the, the, you know, lots of conversation. This I could feel very strongly this woman did not want me to say a word. And, you know, that's that's the kind of uh, service expectations I can meet. You know, like if if you want like uh, me to wait on you hand and foot, that's going to be tough. But if you want me to just shut the fuck up and drive, I'll do that. Yeah, well, she was locked in. Yeah. You know, you've heard stories about this with uh, with like Jordan. Where mm-hmm. People are like, we, we just knew not to talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, the it's rest like of the no world hit. just fades out. Yeah, it's like a no-hitter. She's ready to go and do some of the greatest performances of her life. That's right. Um, but yeah, so I, I but and so even if I was talking to her, this is an impossible subject to broach. It's probably even kind of uh not, you know, like uh paternalistic to even admit to having these thoughts, but you do just want to be like you could do a lot better than this. Not like in life, I'm not judging what you're doing. I'm judging, like I'm just, I'm just looking at you and letting you know, you, these are not the suburbs you have to work. You can work some of the northern suburbs if you wanted to. Yeah, no, I mean, I do think that's very paternalistic and potentially patronizing. Yeah, but also it would be good for her if someone told her that. You're reinforcing exactly what I just said. <laughs> but, but that's not a refutation to my point. It's fair. But, I mean, I don't know, dude. If I, I think uh, being uh, a prostitute should be legal. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't – I don't have like a great policy prescription for you on how it would work. Um, but it seems – Can they advertise we, in your world? Yeah, I think so. Ooh. Okay. I think so. I told you that uh, I think it was in Prague. I'm trying to think back. I think it was in Prague. Um, we got into uh, – we, we had a very um, subpar hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it had like a, like a 13-inch TV. Nice. And one thing I like to do when I go to other countries, I like to turn on the television. Yeah. Um. That's how you find out that, like, on Japanese court shows, they wear wigs. Yeah. <laughs> which is just insane to me. Um, but, yeah, like, we turned it on in Prague, and there were there were hooker ads on TV. That's something else. It really TV. was. Wow. Yeah. That feels like a bigger step than just allowing it, you know? Yeah. No, it definitely is. Um like, but, was it for, like, a specific girl being like, hey, I'm here? Or is it just, like, a service in general? I think it was just a service in general. I don't know that she would have, as a sole proprietor, had yeah. the uh, marketing budget to uh, to purchase television ad time. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
I I think your uh your instinct is a uh, human one, mm-hmm. but also one that you should definitely not ever convey to a yeah, person. Yeah, no, I didn't. Right? I did. I didn't feel like I was close to being. It wasn't like on the tip of my tongue. I was just no, like, no. Well, no chance I can say this. Yeah. Also, you run the risk of uh, turning into the very stereotypical guy of which uh, I have a a very long-time friend who was this guy, which is uh, going to strip clubs, paying for private dances, and telling them, like, hey, you're better than this, and I think I could could help you. (laughs) Yeah, he did love doing that. God bless him. Yeah. Like, so what'd you major in? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like it is, it is an indelible part of the experience. Like, you know, the questions are all there, you know, like it's, you, yeah. How did we end up here, folks? (laughs) You know, like like, not even in like a bad, but just in a curious way. How'd you end up here? (laughs) It's an interesting question on all sides, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, entirely unrelated. Did you see that they uh, caught the Long Island serial killer? Uh, I only know about this via you. You don't remember at all? Whenever I was listing the details and stuff, that that doesn't ring any bells. Yeah, no. I'm just saying I only know about it from okay you. Like I, I from until saying you brought it this in 2011, or you're talking about oh, when we talked uh, last week. No, okay, yeah. Like I told you the other day. Then I guess I don't remember the 2011 part of it at all. I could be wrong, and at this point, it's very difficult to uh, track down what we said at that point. It's not publicly available. I think I have it on a hard drive somewhere, though, but I don't know where the hard drive is. Um, that uh, I think that we did talk about the New Yorker article, or it, w- it was just uh, New York Magazine, not the New Yorker, um, that uh, you know just kind of laid open the case. It was the first like national publication that I'm aware of that like went big on it. Um, I'm sure it had been in like Long Island newspapers before that, but yeah, just there was a, there was a woman and I, you know, this is a big story. So I, I anticipate that most people have heard of it, but why not review the details? Uh, there's a woman who was working as an escort that, uh, got a, a ride. She had a regular driver who was like also a bodyguard and he drove her out to Long Island where a customer was, uh, paying for her services at a Oak beach neighborhood on Long Island. And uh, she, um, like, at one point started acting weird and bolted from the house. And the driver was kind of trying to follow her, but she didn't want to get back in the car. She didn't seem herself. Um, and she called 911. And so there's like a 20 minute recording that I still haven't listened to, but probably should have before this episode. Uh, but it is 20 minutes of just someone kind of rambling <laughs> on a 911 call um, where, uh, you know, she's saying, like, someone's trying to kill me, you know, like, send help. I'm in danger. Um, she goes into a couple, like, knocks on a couple different houses. Like, some people, like, had let her in, and then she would just, they would call the cops for her. Uh, the first one, I think, the dude, she was, like, begging him not to call the cops. Like, she thought that would put her in further danger or make it worse. I, I don't know. And then, you know, then uh, I think that the next person whose house she went into um, did call the police. But uh, both times she just bolts back out, you know, and 
the guy, the driver, you know, she's like weaving through houses. So he loses her at some point. He drives around looking for her for a couple hours, doesn't find her. So he goes back to, you know, where he lives in New York. And uh, she, you know, is just then missing. No one hears from her again. And so they, I don't, it's like, that's always uh, presented as the start of the story. And then there's some sources where like uh, they just kind of like hand wave and be like, and that's how the others were found. Uh, but others that are more specific seem to indicate that it was the others were still just found entirely by chance. That yeah. there was someone who was doing cadaver dog training and the dog found a cadaver. Um, but that, you know, that wasn't like part of a search party. It was part of a training <clears throat> exercise. Dude, that happens uh, like in local lakes, not necessarily with, you know, dead women, but mm -hmm. I remember recent, like in the last year or so, they had a grapevine lake training thing and they found like 30 cars. Oh boy. 30? You know, like, that seems like it, too many. And maybe, maybe it was, uh, that was the number of all of the local lakes combined. Okay. That's but it's still just pretty like, nuts. They're just like, yeah, well, we were, and I think it might even, it, it was either training or it was like a, uh, like an environmental group. Oh, yeah. I can like see how they want to get them cars out. Well, I don't I don't think they knew they were there. We you don't know? want They're these like, lakes we, full of cars. <laughs> what happens if all of our lakes are just full of cars? Yeah. Uh, I, I just I remember thinking like that was the moment that it dawned on me like, man, there's a lot of stuff uh in uh in bodies of water that uh you know we just don't know is there. That uh, where you got married on the the Great Trinity Forest, I think that there's parts of that that I, I think they're mostly. I don't know. I haven't. I've really checked on the status of it, but there's a lot of like creeks down there where it's just old tires. Yeah, more tires yeah. than water, really. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a creek of tire. Yeah, it's not great. Um, but yeah, so this cadaver dog on an unrelated training exercise finds uh, a body. And so they do a lot more searching in that area because it's not the body of the woman they're looking for. Uh, and they find three more bodies uh, right there. Um, they eventually do find the body of the woman uh, that they were initially looking for. It's like deep in a swamp and like her clothes are like out on the road. So like it, it looks like she disrobed and then wandered through a swamp and like got stuck and died of the elements. Um, and I mean like the, the body was pretty decomposed, so it's, it was just very difficult to say how she died at all. Um, the family hired a, a autopsy person that, uh, just basically was like, there's no way to know, but said that it's possible that like someone hit her over the head with something, but it's, it's not real clear. Um, and so the police have always said that like, she just went nuts. Like she, you know. The guy who she hired, obviously, there was a lot of scrutiny on him because that's that's kind of where that's sort of my biggest hurdle for saying that she was a Long Island serial killer victim. It sure looks like the other four were girls that he hired or women that he hired um, himself and, you know, as as prostitutes. And then uh, then then he killed them. Um, but uh, this one, you know, the guy who hired her has been cleared. You know, he faced a lot of scrutiny, but like he made it through. No one thinks that he killed her. Um, and he's not Wayne Grow. <laughs> no, no, he's not Wayne Grow. Um, and so uh, 
you know, they're, they're saying that like, and, and he claims that they didn't do any drugs, but obviously she's acting in a drugged out fashion. But I don't know, you know, people can have mental health episodes where they appear to be on drugs, but that's just what their brain's doing right then. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, that, I mean, like parts of the 911 calls, it doesn't sound like she's in the middle of a mental health episode, you know, like she's talking normal and she's lucid enough. But like, you know, that's it's the, the position of the police department that uh, she just, you know, inadvertently killed herself by getting stuck in this, you know, wandering through the wilderness and getting stuck. Um, but, uh, you know, now that we do know this, this is the big news is that they, they caught him. Um, and so he, he didn't live super far from there. It'd be kind of weird to like deviate from the pattern. Like how does he present a threat at this other guy's house? I, I don't know. It's just still a lot. It's, it's tough. Uh, but, but it was near, you know, his home. Um, and so there was, he would, after he, I think there was two instances where after he killed girls or I keep on saying that I shouldn't, uh, that he would use their cell phones to call their family members and taunt them about what he'd done. Like that, that he would tell them, you know, I did this and be like, you know, and say bad things about them and say bad things about the people who's calling you. It's, it's not great. It's pretty fucked up behavior, in my opinion. We condemn <laughs> in the strongest possible language. Yeah. I mean, not as fucked up as the the murder. Yeah. Yeah. But but still, uh, a touchdown dance <laughs> feels a little bit. Uh, I'm throwing a flag. Like another murderer, if they came back and were like, you know, hey, man, I wasn't doing any of that. I'd be like, still got to put you in jail, but I have to admit that you're not as bad as that guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We, we slightly tip the cap. Um, and so those they, you know, obviously would were very interested in those phone calls and they would ping towers in midtown Manhattan in Massapequa, New York, which is you know, the, the town on Long Island that's near uh, Gilgo Beach is what is the beach. Is th that's what the area is known where they found the four bodies. Uh, they then would go on to find several more bodies, but like a little farther away. And it's and those from like a, a pretty different timeline. Like I think the first of those like. The four bodies on Gilgo Beach are within a couple, I think like maybe within one year of each other, the disappearances. Or maybe it's a couple, but it's like 2007 to 2010, are the disappearances. And then there's some other bodies were found. The earliest of those was like 1986. Like another one's like 1997. So like it might just be the people who throw some fucking bodies in bad areas of Long Island. <laughs> See, that's what I was going to say. I mean, we have cars here. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's it's a highly populated area. I think it's, it's probably just, there's just bodies in the water. Yeah, yeah. And some of them are like, uh, like parts of the body was found elsewhere, like far away. Um, so I don't know what to make of that. But a, a lot of them do appear to, like, the other bodies, I think, are also sex workers, which, you know, that makes you think that possibly there's a connection. So, but they they ended up charging him with uh, three of the four that were found close together. 
and have said that he's the primary suspect in the fourth and they anticipate charging him with that one soon. Um, so, you know, the, the, it, it feels like the authorities at the very least are saying like, you know, we don't know about the other ones. Like it, it could be, but it couldn't be. And, you know, if you get them on these four, it's probably not, you know, like I'm sure the victims, the families, of the victims, the other ones would like to know with some certainty what exactly occurred there. Uh, but, uh, you know, th- this guy's going away. Uh, regardless. So yeah, so they would uh, looked at the cell phone records and knew that this is someone that was frequently in both uh, Midtown Manhattan and Massapequa. Um, And so they were just kind of like, they just pretty much pulled up a list of people who's uh, were pinging those towers pretty consistently. There was a new DA that came in or maybe a new sheriff Everyone involved in the legal community of this part of Long Island was uh, in a real pickle. Um, like the the chief of police had someone steal a bag of uh, dildos out of his car. And when they found the guy who had stolen out of the chief of police's car, they uh, chained him up in an interrogation room and the police uh, chief beat the shit out of him. And then whenever authorities came and like the guy like went to, you know, the FBI or whatever, it was like, hey, uh, this guy beat the shit out of me. Um, And so they opened an investigation. The district attorney at the time uh, was very close with the police chief. They had met whenever the police chief was a teenager who appeared in a trial that the prosecutor was putting on. Uh, one of the, uh, one of the police chief's friends when he was a boy, uh, killed someone. And mm-hmm. so he was a witness at the trial and this, uh, this lawyer at the time, you know, like, is like this guy, you know, he, he seems like a good boy, <laughs> um, and took him under his wing. And so they, they eventually rise to, you know, the top two lawmaking positions in the, the county or whatever. And, uh, then the police chief beats the shit out of this witness and the DA does everything he can to cover up for him. Like he, he intimidates people in his office. Can I go back to the part, <clears throat> the first part of that? You said he had someone steal a bag of dildos out of his car? Like, like he didn't like want them to. Just, okay. It was a thing that occurred. Okay. I just wanted to be clear about the operative term there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. okay. I thought there was some sort of cover up where he's like, I know how I can get out of this. No. I can have someone steal a bunch of dildos out of my car. He had a situation happen to him where someone had stolen some dildos. Is there, should I ask a follow up of why he had said bag of dildos or is that just. Probably looking the fuck. Okay. Yeah. Just do some fucking sex toy stuff. I'm, uh, I'm not against being looking to fuck, but I've never had a bag of dildos in my car. But I guess, uh, I guess this whole story just illustrates that uh, people are different. <laughs> you know, I guess it said sex toys, so it could be any manner of uh, pleasure devices. Okay. Well, I've never had that either. Yeah, yeah. So. I just felt like dildo was more descriptive. Yeah. Um, okay. Just wanted to make sure. But yeah, so uh, this, you know, they, they're going through this list of people that ping in both places um he uh you ever wondered if you've been on one of those lists no like i mean that well like that list has probably got like 200 300 400 a thousand people on it yeah at least yeah 
So yeah, sometimes when I hear stories about that, I'm like, I wonder if like just completely unbeknownst to me as not a suspect who would ever be contacted, if I've ever like uh, shown up on a list of like, these are the people that made phone calls from these two places. And then they like, you know, did their legwork and they're like, all right, well, he's not, it's not him. Yeah. I mean, these, I, this, I just don't think that this like level of thing happens that often. You know, they have never tried to catch a serial killer in Dallas during my lifetime, I don't think. Although, wasn't there the, uh, there's like a couple, right? Or like. Well, the main one is the nursing home guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the one I was thinking of. And I thought that they, there was like a series of shootings in Deep Ellum that they thought might be connected, but weren't sure or something like that. That seems vaguely familiar. But no, I just, I, I don't know. So when maybe I see it was on those lists. TV know. shows where they're like, all right, probably The Wire, right? Where yeah. they're like. Here's the 500 phone numbers that it might be. Yeah. Maybe your phone number's been one of those tropes. I don't know. <laughs> I've thought about that. Yeah. I hadn't until now, but now I will. Um, but yeah, so whenever the DA and police chief get thrown out for doing bad stuff, um, I think that we're like a couple cycles now into their replacements, but one of their replacements takes over and is like, you know what? We're going to fucking do something about this. We're act- we're not going to do the slapdick shit, like, you know, get distracted by trying to beat the shit out of people that steal our dildos. We're going to do some good, honest-to-God police work. So they take these these lists, and uh, they had a physical description from one of, the, one of the disappearances. Someone was like, yeah, I think I saw a guy that was around there that looked weird. Um, and so they're, they're checking against that. And then in another one of the disappearances, they had seen a, a green truck. An eyewitness had said they'd seen a green truck. So they're looking for people that fit the physical description that have access to a green truck. And they find a guy that fits the physical description uh, that has access to a green truck that lives in Massapequa and his offices are in Midtown. So uh, they start surveilling him pretty heavy. They had found DNA on one of the bags that uh, had one of the bodies had been in. Like they would, they'd be wrapped in burlap, and uh, so they they found some DNA on the burlap. At the time that they found it, it was not useful, but DNA technology is always advancing, and so they were able to extract DNA now from yeah, the those uh, those fibers, and so they followed him around, waited for him to throw away a pizza crust. And then they took the pizza crust out of the trash, got his saliva DNA off of that, and compared it against the burlap, and it was a match. Does that make you worried now more about being in the middle of an investigation? Yeah, I mean, I initially got worried when uh, the Cobra Tate thing went down. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, there was it ended up oh, obviously yeah, being yeah, false, yeah. but there was a, a pizza crust angle there. Yeah, people were worried. Yeah, pizza box. He had entrapped himself by ordering pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh man, I'm a, I'm just creating evidence at 11 p.m. every five days. Yeah, with my Zoc cards. <laughs> yeah, he's troubling. <laughs> it is. Uh, they went and found that uh, the suspect's wife was out of town every time Hold on, i just want to say this real quick yeah also maybe that's why uh and the thing that i made you guys watch you might not have been in the room but uh that's why trump is so brilliant for eating pizza with a fork yeah yeah no evidence <laughs> yeah never he didn't catch say him. that but 
you know, I mean, he's a brilliant man. So he's a brilliant man. It, it's certainly possible. I'm not sure that he's good at everything, but I think even his harshest critics would have to admit he's quite good at avoiding prosecution. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, the pizza Very crust fair. thing, you know. Yeah. Um, he's thought of it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's two <laughs> steps ahead of the authorities every time. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, so they, the pizza crust of mash and every, you know, it all lines up. So they arrest the guy. Uh, it was caught on like a security camera. It's been published the moment when the cops like like he's just walking down the street, like four cops just appear out of the mist and they're like, "We need to talk to you." His name's uh, Rex Hireman. Uh, although I think that Hireman is there's a Notre Dame tight end that uh, had that name of the way it was spelled, um, and his name was Hireman. So I keep on saying Hireman, but I I think that the guy says a uh, Hewerman um, because since this is something that has happened now, uh, there's he works as an architect. He like uh, it's it's more about like navigating city codes. Like if if you if you have a construction project and you need someone who's very conversant in you know like uh, basically a lawyer for buildings, but like you don't have to be a lawyer because it's all like the quasi judicial city proceedings. It's not actually a court. Um, and so uh, he the in that capacity given an interview in like a architecture YouTube channel thing. Okay. Which I have since watched. Um, and uh, it's fucking nuts. <laughs> you know, like just, I mean, they don't ever, whatever, you know, like uh, it's not like the guys ever like, and have you uh, killed anybody? He's French. The interviewer is French, which is a, a fun twist. Yeah. Um, but uh, let me see if I can uh, pull it up. I should probably should have uh, grabbed this by itself. What's well, up? it's you know, it's not that surprising to me because even think about uh, where were those? Was it Idaho that we had like the stabbings four yeah. or five months ago? And yes. that guy was like doing crime podcasts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was like calling into uh, like a YouTube crime show. And I was like, here's what I think happened. Um, boy, I think they might have pulled it. That's unfortunate. Because I can't find it now. Um, but yeah, like on it, there's a... The guy asks him at the end, like, uh, you know, what what are... What, like, if you could have one thing, what would it be? Like, you know, like one tool... And he's like, I've got a great answer for you. I have a hammer that I like very much. And like, Ugh. that's fucking weird. I, I, don't yeah. think, I don't know that they like were killed with the hammer or anything, but maybe. And then uh, the guy's like, and we end then the, have the interview with a selfie. Uh, and so they're doing that. And he's like, uh, you should smile. And he's like, I am. Like, he's just, I don't know. He's acting in a very like disconnected way. I, he just, I don't know. He's, he's a... To a somewhat disturbing degree, a normal guy, but like also there's it's it's very funny the quotes from neighbors because you know how it's always like you know I never would have suspected that's like the yeah. stereotypical all these people are like yeah it was fucking him for sure yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. He, he seemed like a fucking creep uh, but there's also inter- like the New York Times did a great job of just you know every. every Every time one of these kinds of things happen, you're trying to run a story where it's just like, we talked to everyone we could find that knew him. This is what they said. And he had like uh, professional associates that were more than willing to be like, 
I am surprised by this. He was, yeah, he was a dogged worker. Like, yeah, he, he really fought hard for his clients. Like, whatever, you know. Um, but then there were other people that were like, we hired him for jobs, and he was just very intractable. He was very dismissive of like points that we would raise. Like, I don't know, classic psychopath shit of like the only real person is me. Uh, so it's it's annoying yeah. that these other people have opinions. Um. Yeah, like he's he's got like a, a professional photo. Like there was definitely part of like got to be like promotional materials for his business. And so like all the stories are running with this. It's just you don't see that a lot for serial killers where like <laughs> yeah. they've, they've got the press photo of like the guy yeah. being like, I'm a good businessman. <laughs> so that's something I, I've laughed about that before. Like thinking, uh, you know, obviously it's like a, a very generic line of humor to be like uh real estate agents all have that photo Mm -hmm. and their heads kind of tilted and it's usually a female yeah and like their hair looks the same in every photo um and it's like on a park bench or a billboard or whatever and uh i've always thought it'd be funny if one of those people like killed someone (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and they just have to use that like (laughs) that headshot on the news or like uh, you know the the famous it was from a ticket photo shoot where they uh, they caught you in the middle of laughing. You recall uh, that one? That actually, uh, I think, was not from the ticket. Okay, but yes, it, yeah. was it a photo shoot? Yes. Okay. Yeah, or so it was like an interview that I did with uh, some magazine in Fort Worth, and they just like rolled cameras the whole time, and they take a bunch of pictures. Or, dude, I mean, think about it. You and I. Uh, like went to a place one time probably 10 years ago and did a photo shoot where we were like hamming it up yeah you know like with like a baseball glove and a football yeah it would be very funny if uh if that's the one that got used yeah no it is for and that's the one that would be used yeah Yeah, no if if it was the only thing that available of you and you you killed a bunch of people yeah (laughs) you're like well yeah and then we do have a photo uh, of them it's just the the zach fox tweet right uh of like this is the picture they use every time a white man kills his family and it's like three people <laughs> yeah. on a jet ski <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so okay yeah go ahead no uh, i don't know what do you uh, i was just gonna say like uh i i i'm pretty sure i told you about this over the weekend uh and then i gotta go here in like five minutes but uh i got my hair cut last week because anytime i'm gonna be oh, with congratulations. the boys i gotta get my hair cut yeah um and uh so the place i go is like i would the way, the way that i would describe it is it has barbershop vibes in the uh cultural sense if you think of like a black barbershop where there's just a lot of chopping it up going on mm-hmm. except it's for white women instead of black men yeah something else it sounds but nice it, it dude it's awesome and uh dan goes there as well for head shaves and for for shaves and they, I mean, dude, there it's just gossip, just gossip, That's nonstop. Great. And uh, when I went in there last week, um, for like the first five minutes, oh, I'll back up a little bit. Two times ago, when I went in there, uh, they were like, "Hey, do you want to see who was here in this chair right before you?" Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, what's his name, the guy in Fort Worth who killed his uh, his wife like forty years ago. Oh, no. Yeah. The name escapes me right now, which is weird because I have many family members who 
knew him. He was like a real wealthy guy. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. There's that picture of him where he looks like he has a giant penis. Yeah. Uh, Colin Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin Davis was was sitting in the chair before you. <laughs> yeah. Boy, that, and, uh, for people focused on gossip, that's a fucking A-bomb. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, they were very excited to show me the photo. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, she said that uh, he was like... Uh, she was like, ah, maybe I'll just shave all your hair off this time and see if it grows back. And he's like, yeah, wouldn't want to have to kill you. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He and I might be like, I might be no like way, mixing up some of the words, but she said that he like makes jokes about murder. Oh, man. That's yeah, something he, else. I, and and uh, I believe he lives in Colleyville. Yeah, that, that, that adds up. Uh, yeah, of course. I, have yeah, a, of course. I bought a book about him, um, and I haven't read it yet, but I, I may one day. Uh, but I didn't buy it because I was interested in learning about the case. I bought it because the author is uh, one of the CIA agents that uh, killed John F. Kennedy. Nice. <laughs> Just wrote nice. a book about the Colin Davis thing. Um, yeah. One time uh, I, was at, uh, I was at my cousin's wedding. Um, it was down in Georgetown. And somehow this came up because my uh, – my grandfather and grandmother, they had like lifelong best friends that I didn't know until I was probably like 15 or 16 weren't actual family members of mine. Okay. Because I called him Uncle T. Yeah. Um, he was a Fort Worth cop like during that whole time. And uh, I think a documentary maybe had just come out. Maybe it was like a 60, not a 60 minutes, but like a a. 2020 something dateline yeah, yeah, yeah and Kristen brought it up uh and he was like oh i know him he's like he's a great dude oh okay he was just like i he's like i don't know if he did it or not but we used to go out to his house and you know he was I always got a very, good idea he was very kind to us it was it was very <laughs> much a he didn't kill me yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but, but so anyways <laughs> to get back to the to the barbershop um so i go in there last week and the first like 15 minutes is just them catching me up on the local murders, uh -huh. which I had not really been looking at the news, <laughs> just full disclosure. I hadn't either. I, uh, I was surprised by all these murders. Yeah. So like, I guess there was a, like a road rage incident in Hearst where one of them lives, where a lady got shot um, after maybe her boyfriend, husband had flipped a guy off. Mm -hmm. So that was a hot topic. And then a lady who had been thrown out of the car into Grapevine Lake. Uh, like a guy shot her and just threw her into the lake. Ugh. They had a couple of other ones too where they're like, uh, you know, telling me and I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, you guys are, you're hitting me with a lot here. And the funny part was from there the conversation shifted to a guy who is, quote, crushing on one of them mm -hmm. who, who just comes to the barbershop even when he's not getting a haircut. Oh. And they're like, he's funny. <laughs> they're like he's such a weirdo and i like kind of uh like jokingly was like yeah i hope one of you guys don't end up in the lake <laughs> and it did not land <laughs> yeah that's one of those just the terror you feel but, it, but in my head i'm like how do you guys not put all this together <laughs> like you're sitting here telling me about these all these stories about women who have been killed because of their, you know, out of control weirdo uh, male associate, 
And then you shifted to telling me about a guy who just comes and sits up here. It seems natural to me. I feel like I certainly would have made the joke. Thank you. <laughs> um, but they yeah, didn't find it funny. Last thing about Long Island serial killer, and we can get out of here. Um, so there was uh, God, I don't remember what publication, Newsweek, maybe at, at the time of the initial like uh, discoveries of the bodies, they did a, a pretty lengthy tracking of one of the victims, um, where they're just you know. Th- giving more detail about her life than you typically receive about victims, uh, which, you know, I, I found to be interesting and helpful. Um, and they were just giving you like the, the pieces of a story that's pretty easy to put together in your head, how the through line and all this, um, that, uh, very unfortunately the woman was molested when she was six years old. Uh, her mother went into a bit of a mental breakdown as a result which sounds relatable to me. Of course. Um, and uh, just no one ever really recovered from there. And she ends up being, you know, a, a very heavy drug user. Um, and in order to uh, solicit the drugs, you know, it goes into sex work. I have to imagine that she had a warped view of sex based upon the experience. And that seems to me like it would probably impact her choice of career as well. Um, she had been like, you know, just racking up all kinds of debt in Florida and her sister lived in New York. So she, you know, got her out of Florida, brought her up to New York, had her in rehab. Uh, and then, you know, she gets out of rehab and falls off the wagon and needs some way to get more heroin. And so this is what she does. And you just look at all of that, like, like just the fucking devastation that that one decision you know, whenever she was six, uh, led to, and like, I don't know, you know, that's why we got to put these guys away. You know, like I, I, all the fucking, the sound of freedom people that they're on to a little bit of something. This is something we should take seriously. I don't know if there's anyone arguing against that. Um, but then I was watching, uh, the Netflix series, uh, about the, uh, uh, night stalker. And, uh, there in that they, interview a woman who was raped by the night stalker when she was six years old or not six but very young similar age and she's you know in the documentary sitting there being like there's a- henry um there's a, a point where she's kind of like discussing you know like what impact this had on her and she's basically like you know i i'm I had a good life, you know, like I've had a good life. I, I grew up, uh, you know, I, I got a husband who loves me. I've got a bunch, I, you know, I got a couple kids. I've got a good family and I've got a good situation, you know, like I, I just, I was able to move past it or whatever. And I don't know, man, like I just, I just, I don't know what to make of all that. Like life's funny, you know, like I, I guess of course I knew that a different thing, uh, that the same thing could affect two different people in, in different ways. Um, you know, and like if, if you have a, a stronger support system around you, you know, like if you're kind of teetering on things and then someone, uh, you know, attacks your child in that way, then you could see how that would knock you off. But if you're like kind of more solidly in life, then maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But it's just, yeah, it's, it's a wild thing to consider. You know, it makes me think of just you asking me uh, <clears throat> about an Uber story a couple months ago. You know, like, am I an asshole? Mm-hmm. Um, like, because I handled this this way. And it's like, I don't know, dude. Every single interaction between two people or in a situation, 
I try to think of things in like percentages of like this person is 20% over here and this person uh, is 5%. But if they were closer to 50, then it wouldn't have gone the way that it did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're right. Support system, stability, uh, basic brain chemistry. Yeah. You know, like all of those things are, you know, I think <laughs> the overarching thing though is obviously it would be better if things like that didn't happen to anyone because then you reduce the chance that you do end up dealing with someone who is teetering. Um, it ends up, you know, kind of losing their life over it basically. Yeah. But it is very interesting, you know? I mean, I even think about it like right now, you know, just like everything I'm kind of going through right now, it's, it's very hard for me not to think like, I wonder how other people would handle this. Yeah. You know, I only know the way that I'm handling it, um, which is at times pretty good at times, not so good, but different people, um, uh, I think probably would handle it better and some probably worse. Yeah. It's a life event. Indeed. Well, cool, man. I can't believe you didn't give me the movie review. <laughs> you can, I mean, it's not that I'm not giving it to you. Uh, you can have it. Yeah. 2 p.m. today. Okay. I do just want to say, you know, like, I don't know, dude. I, I'll just end by saying, you know, uh, it goes without saying, but I, I want to uh, pu present it publicly. You, of course, have my undying support. And I'm just, I don't know, man. I, regardless of like what decision you guys are making or like whatever, um, I'm just really proud of you for how you. And I don't know if that's like a, a condescending way to put it. I hope it's not. It's certainly it's not, not at all. That way. I don't take it that way at uh, all. I just I'm just really proud of you for you know having some bold ideas about what's best for you and pursuing those in a, a full throated way. I I just I think it's really fucking cool. So love you. Yeah, man. no, and I appreciate that. And and there definitely will be a time for a longer form um, exposition. Yeah, <laughs> on the whole process. It's we're not by we I mean me and you uh dan like we're gonna talk at length about all of this at some point um i don't want it to become like my whole identity <laughs> sure you know uh i think that's a bad bit yeah you know i think being just like aggrieved is toxic and i, I, I and i also don't think it's really past like maybe a couple hours i don't really think it's that great of content <laughs> yeah i just i just don't I, that's just not that's not how we want to be we just you know just do fun stuff yeah you know like i'll pop up and do uh you know one segment when my son gets his head cut open but i'm not gonna do it every day yeah you know and i and i i just i, I just don't think that's i don't think it's healthy and i don't think it's entertaining so uh there will be a time but i appreciate you saying that and um as of right now, I feel great. So awesome. That's the that's 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 a feels good to feel good. That's what we want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. There you go. We'll see. We'll you. talk soon. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next. So until tomorrow, for everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night. <laughs>